Welcome to Strange Assembly. This is Chris Stevenson. I'm back, at least for the moment. As discussed last time, I now have a glorious, glorious son. He is tiny, but he is fierce. <laughs> Are you laughing at my son? Because yeah. I will come across the table at you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. Yes, but co contrary to the uh, the post on the dragon board, those are not little tiny fists of fury. He, <laughs> he really just mostly sleeps. They will be fists of fury someday. And that's uh, Justin Purdy, who's the other person here with me today. Uh, I'm not back with a baby, I'm back with a vengeance. Uh, Nothing? No, it was, it was actually a decent line. I just have absolutely no follow-up. We can go steal you a baby. <laughs> No, they're they're really serious about it though. I've got the uh, I've got a a special. He's in the he's still in the hospital. That's why I'm here is because he was born early. So I they're mostly like, well, you can come in for the feedings, but really you're better off if you just Wait. leave him alone, let him sleep, let him grow, let him figure out how to eat. But uh, so I've got a little wristband. It's got coating on it and everything. They're really little duckies all over it. It does have little duckies on it. There and the ducks are different orientations. So Katie, my wife, says that half the ducks are apparently breached. Maternity humor, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, but no, yeah, so they uh they, the hospitals do care about the possibility of people walking out with the wrong baby. Uh, it's okay. I don't need one that bad. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh all right, let's see. The first thing today is I'm They know who I am. <laughs> Well, I already said talked oh. about Trevor. Just, okay. Justin's waving at me to introduce Trevor. I didn't introduce him, but I, 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 I told him I was going to come across the table at him, and I think Fist I. Fury. Yeah. So that's that's yes, that's Trevor, the other person. In case you haven't picked that up yet. So the first thing we have today, there was a couple of corrections from two episodes ago. We said that there were eighteen cards in the Heroes of Roku set. There were in fact twenty-seven. That's a whole another nine cards. Yes. Yeah. And Gifts and Favors was in A Thousand Years of Darkness. I, I sometimes forget that because that was back when I played but didn't buy everything in the known universe like I kind of do now. I played very little in gold. I got my mana starter and lost the Scorpion decks a lot. That's all I really remember. Man, just kind of terrible. They like what popped in at the end of gold and were City awful. Lightning. Uh, it was six problem strength. It was a terrible, terrible deck. <laughs> well, that's it for uh, corrections. One of the things that has come up here on Strange Assembly before is Ninja Decks. I know you guys uh, said during the last episode that we would finally talk about it this episode. We did mention that. We didn't mean it. <laughs> so we're kind of going to, because one of the reasons we haven't really gotten into heavy strategy on how to play any particular deck, even though people have asked for it, is that I'm not sure how well that translates to this media. Yeah, I, and it's lots of time, too. You know, the segment, three months later, we have a new expansion, throwing things at the window, start again. For for military especially, I think there's a lot of just sort of general feel for board position that you have to develop, having played a lot of games with a lot of different decks, knowing what your deck does, knowing what their deck does. But well, no one's ever going to teach you that. You know? Yeah, it, it, and and if they are going to teach you, they probably need to sit down and write it in an article rather than listening to. It's best someone across the table with a ruler when you make a mistake, just <laughs> slap your wrist, try again. Yeah, you know, I've I I had nuns. At my high school, and I, I never actually saw someone get hit with a ruler. I happened to be in college. I, I took Japanese for three years. There was an old man who was retired. He just came in to teach the students how to write kanji correctly. You, wrong stroke. Wow. Wow, uh, that's uh. I'm that's not even. I'm not even different. lying. Yeah. 
But, uh, so what I thought we, we would do is kind of combine the ninja discussion with a discussion that I think is more, uh, amiable to, to the podcast format, which is kind of how we go about building a deck. So I thought we'd do that. Uh, and Tre- Trevor is, is laughing, which you can't <laughs> see, but I, I imagine he's laughing because he, he likes to joke about how his deck building is sit down with a stack of cards 10 minutes before the tournament. <laughs> Not ten minutes. The day of usually works pretty well. The, the night before, too? That, yep. that happens a lot, too. It'll be bad. People who wanted to see the magic behind the guy who got fifth place at Gen Con, when we lift the curtain, not as much magic involved as you might think. There's a lot of chicanery involved. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... Of course, you always put down your skills to some extent, Trevor. That's it, when, you're, when you're constructing a deck... And you say stuff like, oh, I constructed a deck the day before the tournament. I constructed a deck the day before the tournament. After having spent the prior three months playing, like, four different Mantis decks and all these different combinations, <laughs> and really I'm just settling on exactly what particular combination of cards I want to put into the Dragon's Guard City deck, deck that yeah. I knew I was going to be playing for the last year. <laughs> There's I, different iterations of it. <laughs> yeah, well, and, 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 and on occasions when you do entirely put together a new deck, I don't think that... Always versus out the way. Two years ago at Gen Con, you and I both put together entirely new decks, like at two in the morning before the main event. That didn't work well. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like a bad idea to me. Yeah, it it worked out marginally okay for me because then I tweaked the deck in the between. Second chance. Yes, <laughs> in between the main event and the second chance, and top eight in the second chance. It it does help. I mean, we, you know, we mentioned this. Uh, when Trevor and I were talking about Gen Con, the second chance field is in fact softer than the main event. Just a bit of <laughs> what a surprise. But, okay, so for deck construction, now, I, I guess, the sadly enough, the first place that I look, especially when it's a theme deck like Ninja, is I go online and I go to, depending, I mean, if it's a Celestial deck, it doesn't matter which one, but I can go to L5R Search or I go to, to the search function on, on Rokumart and I say... Search for ninja. Yeah. And that's that's where I start. Like, show me every ninja yeah. deck. Works pretty well with ninja. It doesn't work as well. So, I mean, you can't, like, if you're making a crane honor deck, you can't just search for, there's no one word you no, can search no. for. No, but, but for some it is. And you have to, I mean, you, you go from there, I think, to a, a different, uh, you know, just sort of, okay, what are decent generic military cards or honor cards that I know of that are in the, the environment? But especially if you're sitting down with, and you really are building a deck from scratch in an entirely different thing. Some themes, sometimes there are cards that you may just have forgotten about because they're, I mean, they, they only work in this one deck. Yeah, something like Ninja, most of the cards that end up in your Ninja deck, you can't play at all in any other deck. Or you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yes. You I could put, put them I put in a bad si- deck, sure. I, I put Silent Rot in my uh, Crab Hero deck. Why doesn't it work? I don't get it. You can play both. Oh, no, you can't put Bullet Art. Never mind. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I don't know. So, I guess when I so like when I'm looking, I probably I usually start with the dynasty side. I don't know that it really matters. It doesn't really matter which one you start with, but I think that's where I I usually kind of say, well, that that can help you. I, you know, you want to look at what your personality when you, bases. When you chisel like, down to you playing ninja, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, well, you, deck. yeah. More so than a lot of other themes, you a lot of it is kind of built for you. You know what you're vaguely going to be doing with ninja. Yeah, so, let's see, when I looked at Ninja, the the first card, so I 
I look at Ninja and I'm like, okay, what cards do I want to start with in my? And I guess I guess you're right, Justin. In this one, it maybe maybe it's easier to start with the Fate side because there's maybe actually less choice on the Fate side with with Ninja because you can just about fill up a 40 card date Fate deck with just Ninja cards, but you don't actually want to play no, no, all no. of them. Uh, but whereas over on the Dynasty side, even if you just play with Ninja, you've got two decks worth of personalities too. I, I think I probably would start Dynasty myself because it'd be a lot quicker. You'd be done in five minutes. <laughs> Find the playable ninjas. <laughs> Find your holdings, which should be the same at this point in the arc for most decks. Couple regions, and you're done. Yeah. Well, now how many when when you kind of default on the Dynasty side? What number of regions? And, and holdings do you, I mean, that's something I, I often have similar quantities of, and I usually lump regions and events and celestials into yeah, one yeah, category yeah. on my, my deck list. The, the third that. category, right? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's the personalities, other, yeah. holdings, and uh, other else. stuff. Depending on what's in the deck, I would, I don't think I'd run a deck with less than 12 holdings. No. And no. I don't think I'd want to run a deck with more than 16. I have one at the moment with 17. But it's a crane deck that should not be posted because it's weird. <laughs> is this the crane military? Yeah, it's the crane military deck. Uh, wow. yeah. That was taking crab provinces left and right last night. But when I assume attachment heavy, and that's what because that's a lot of what the whole yeah. thing is to me. It's yeah. It's how how many what kind of costs do you have on the personalities? If it's a lot of little cheap guys, obviously that lowers it a little bit. And then what kind of attachments? Yeah. If you've got oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've got a bunch of guys who cost eight or more, and then you have a bunch of eight gold yeah. cost holdings, you need more money than if you have a bunch of boxables that are just running around naked. I think for the ninja deck, I, I want to build it with followers, and ninja have some cheap guys, but you've actually got guys who cost seven and eight too, but not really anything at the high end of the gold cost yeah, for you ninja. Don't really pass eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you know, 14 or, or 15 is the right yeah, kind of number to look for right, for ninjas. Right. And obviously for a low honor clan, your first six holdings are your clan holding Geisha House and then Border Village. And then realistically yep. your draw holdings follow suit. Yeah, and that's... Yeah. Right, so we've got Traveling Peddler. Yep. And then we've got Counting House. And Expendable. Because Nitsu sometimes just falls off a cliff. I don't know what happens to him. Yeah, after, after he gives somebody two. I, I think I'm less... Enthused about always blowing up my my guys, but we'll leave that in there. I guess there are enough things with the ninja. You can throw followers on them. You've got black hearts, red blades that wants two ninja. I uh, but I guess it depends on. I mean, to me, I consider expendable. I guess to be like an extra slot. Maybe you use that. Maybe you use some kind of meta holding if you're worried about terrains. If you're worried about dishonor. If you're worried about Getting too far ahead of ourselves, uh, on the other side of the deck, we have Hasty Exit, which leaves uh, one poor little ninja to die. So, <laughs> why not as well get yeah. a card from him? <laughs> That's true. Okay, so, Famous Bazaar is another generic holding I put in, but I usually get that more at the the end. Is there anything else? Is there any other gold-producing holding we want to add in for the ninja? Is there any other meta holding we're particularly worried about? I use uh, Permanent Encampment in that deck. This, uh the followers can add quite a bit of force. The Apprentice Shinobi. Yeah. 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 When What's Apprentice the gold Shinobi... cost in all of them? The Wallace Assassins Wallace are Assassin's four. four. It's four four. Shadow uh, Seal is four. Yeah, Shadow Seal is four. It's four. And then Apprentice Shinobi is two. So you're and just moving amazing. him around? I'm more making sure he's ready. 
Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. 35 yeah. force. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more for that part of it. Okay, so that's a possibility. And then you have, I, I use Bizarre as my ninja deck too. Famous. I think it's, yeah, well, yeah. especially if you are concerned about having too many, you know, Nitsus come, I know people have. Or Bestie Fames into a Nitsu one. <laughs> then I can buy him anyway. Yeah. Uh, lots of, lots of early fun. So if we have, so if we have three permanent encampments, three border villages, three geisha houses, three famous, three card draw holdings, that's 15. And that, that's a good start. That sounds good. That's, that's yeah, a good start. I think at that point, yeah, you're, you're probably more looking at something reactive yeah, for the yeah. holdings. And yeah. your random meta holding, Tsuneden, something. Yeah, Tsuneden, Oyosedo. I know you guys talked about the problems that come up with Oyosedos and that they can just get only action speak or. Which is, I play, I put Tsuneden instead. Just, even if that doesn't happen, I re honor everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, so if we're doing 15 holdings, then we probably want to decide, I mean, we know, I think the sort of maximum number of regions, events, and celestials would be six. Uh, that I, I, I don't like running more than that in a deck. That and usually three to five. Beyond that, I'm ended up with too much stuff. I try not to pass five myself. But, so, if we say, well, so we say we maybe, we set, with kind of keeping in mind, we might have five of that. I'd probably want to look at the personalities yet. And with the ninja, I think you are definitely going to run Kirei. The, yes. uh, yep. the acrobats. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to run Free Ninja. Yes, Nitsu mm-hmm. is amazing. I definitely want to run Yogo Rieko. Yes. XP. X- well, the XP Yogo Rieko. I run both, but well, it might be a janky. Th- there are a couple of Ninja Shugenja, so doing... I assume you're doing controlled spells with them. I oh, here's tend a- to play control on quite a few decks. Uh, yeah. I like... Tsubaki, although, as we discovered before the podcast started, he, he's unique, and I can't put three of them in a ninja deck. You can try. <laughs> I, I could put three in as long as I don't flip the second one up in a province during the course of a tournament game. Especially with all the same bizarre, he's never going to show up more than once a game. <laughs> uh, I have seen. Now, the other ones that I I like to go to next would be Subaru, who's the copycat ninja. He's good. Miocho, who's a four force for seven, who fouls anybody with a poison token. And then, uh, Nishu, the guy who, I'm sorry, I've been saying, sorry, Nishu is the free ninja, and Shishiro Nitsu is the four three who gives poison tokens and runs away. They got those pajamas on, you can't even tell them apart. And in those last slots, you could probably play around with the Shugenja and do control stuff like Trevor's talking about. Or play Arashi. Yeah, well, you've, yeah, you've got Arashi for ranged attacks. You've got the one gold guy who pops back up and replaces any of your guys, who in another deck might be more impressive, but the ninja deck lacks in, oh, this is this one super powerful, unique ninja that I'm playing. I mean, your best thing is just bringing back Rieko, right? Zombie Paneki. <laughs> he fits the deck, too. This is uh, a fire war, right? He's out then. Well... Zombie Paneki, I don't know when he becomes... I, we, no, 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 because Zombie Paneki, remember the... That's right, spoil, he's November 1st. He's November 1st, first, yeah. so Zombie Paneki is coming soon to Herald members? Yeah, he's your champion still, even if he's dead. But, uh... He really well in your military days. Well, and that's... Well, the list that we've got so far, I mean, that's 17 guys, although I don't know how many of those... If all those guys are in. I mean, if you want to run Rieko, if you want to run the Shugenja for control stuff, that's another... Four to six more yeah, Shugenja. And, and there's, you, you know what substitute out slots. I, I like the new Goju Ninja too, because he's battle range 4 Chi and he's another Ninja Shigenja. 
when he's in, or he was, he's seven goals. He's effectively a nine. Yeah. Well, is he? He, How big is he? he probably gives you four fours because he's spider. I think he's a three four, but the range three, four and she is is pretty. That actually pretty, kills a lot. Yeah, that kills a lot of stuff. Yeah. So let's say okay, let's say we're not gonna build the Shigenja build. Sure. Because that's kind of a different way. Oh, I see how it is. No. Okay. Well, we can. I don't know. Well, I mean, if we're if we're building the Shigenja build, we're probably putting in Rieko, and then we put in the Goju guy. But that means we have to yank somebody back out. I mean, who would you pull out for the Nishu or? Uh, Nishu's eight gold. I probably would. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Shigenja build is the more advanced. Nishu. Now I'm getting mixed up. The eight Nitsu. The eight pull one. out Nitsu. Yes, pull out Nitsu. Pull out the eight gold poison four, token. Four fours, eight gold. It's the pajamas. I swear. I, He's four force. The go to Kitsumi. That's better. Well, four force is a nice point. Two four force guys usually takes a province. That you know, obviously, yeah, yeah, it's an eight, if it, it's an eight province, eight three is. But yeah, eight's the first place where you're like, okay, now I'm at least okay with the force that I'm I'm putting on the table with two guys. If you're not playing the Shigenja build, probably, I mean, Arashi is the simplest guy to. To toss in, yeah, you know, yeah. just give your, you know, pick off your your little guy. So that, I mean, if we put him in, that gives us, let's say, yeah. So we've either got Arashi in, or we're, or we're taking out Arashi and taking out Nitsu and throwing in another six Shigenja ninja. Yeah, that leaves us five spots for regions, events, and celestials. I think you still probably want War of Dark Fire and New Order for Honor Meadow. I would. I've actually had a good gamer's honor, but I, I just think I still run both at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it's the kind of thing you can take out later if you find out you don't need it, but I'd start with it. It goes back to the theme of resource denial, which we'll get into later. Kind of touched on you, Justin. When I deck build, I often start with the core of a deck, kind of not worrying about meta and what is the mm-hmm. most practical stuff, and then play it some, and then get a better handle on what meta I need, wait and see, which that depends on the weaknesses of your deck, but also just what you expect to be in the field. If you think that you're terrible against Dishonor, but you don't think anybody's going to be playing Dishonor, then you know yeah. you just may not worry about it. Well, Dishonor is often the easiest one to just try to be like, okay, I'm just, just totally punt on it, yeah, to hit this. Because I, I am on occasion, I know you during the last episode, Trevor, you said something about you consider it unacceptable to have Strictly dishonor meta, yeah. But I, I speaking of the auto lust, here's the ninja deck. It loses to dishonor. <laughs> it dishonors itself out half the time. Yeah, I mean, I might take the ninja deck and be like, you know what? I'm going to lose to dishonor. I can put in dishonor meta, but I'm still going to lose to dishonor, yeah, so and I'm point. okay with that. It, it's just a sacrifice that it's such a small you know, portion of the field. You know, sometimes. I'm okay with having an auto loss personally. Makes me cry. With head, head to the wall. It depends on what the auto loss yeah. is. If if it's last Kote season and no one's playing Scorpion and Dishonor isn't very good, I'm okay having an auto loss to Dishonor. If it's last Kote season and I have an auto loss to Last Step Castle, then I yeah, then put away my battle that one. <laughs> Yeah. Less play deck is okay to have an auto loss to, to me. Yeah. A, okay. a deck, a deck that you're okay. going to run into yeah. multiple times in the course of a tournament is not okay to have. And I've heard some people even say that since they're Scorpion players, if their bad matchup is another Scorpion deck, they care less about it, you know? Because at least it's somebody from Right, at least it's clan. someone from your own clan you're giving the win to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I'm not saying I agree, but I've heard that argument made. Yeah, that's that's... People talk about, like, I don't bother worrying about the mirror match. Right. sometimes say because 
you know, yeah, it's it's my at least it's somebody from my clan winning the game. Then mirror matches are, are bad. <laughs> that depends on my mirror match. Depends on the mirror match. Bad. <laughs> Did I have more naval? I won this game. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> your, yeah, your your deck is designed to have naval. You you get no naval. Ha ha ha. Okay, so at least it's about five slots for regions of ancestrals. We want war of dark fire. We want new order. I want Bayushi's guidance. It's amazing. This yep. Thing. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it plays into the, the theme of making sure that your opponent never ever gets personalities. I, I mean, it may occasionally be honor meta too, but you're mostly, not going to leave it out. But yeah, but mostly, like, yeah, and what even against an honor deck can be like, oh, there's a four personal honor guy in your provinces that I failed to take last turn. Nope, you don't get don't, him. Don't attack. Can you buy your? No. No. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, yes, you will never get to buy your don't tie or, and then I'd probably, Round this deck out with Hidden Valleys, which is an amazing region, amazing region for ninjas. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Empire at War. I think it's good enough to consider running as a three of, but right now we're setting five slots aside. We've only got two left. So we'll just make those Hidden Valleys. But I mean. Also makes a good dressing on salad. I know, because Branch is really a lousy dressing. Aw. Oh, I don't use dressing, I use hot sauce. On salad? Yeah. What's the. <laughs> Wait, salads? I don't know. Salad's kind of bland to start. I guess any dressing you put on salad is spicing it up. See, that's why I go with ranch. Hot sauce on salad? That's, that's bizarre. That's, my, my taste buds are kind of muted. Uh, wow, yeah. Yeah. I, I always like things that were spicy flavorful rather than spicy hot. Because no. I want <laughs> to actually be able to taste something. If I want if I want something hot, I can drink 151. <laughs> that tastes like burning. Uh <laughs> True enough. <laughs> wow. Doesn't go on salad, though. But, uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have said hot sauce went on salad either, but. Um, you went there. Well, and I guess with the, if we're talking about, we, you know, we talked about personality and I with Bayushi's guidance, I, I guess maybe we skipped over what I don't really consider to be much of a decision, but I think many Scorpion players oh, lost path. consider yeah, to be no. what, oh, no. no, 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 is what stronghold you're playing oh, yeah. out of this. There's no decision. I still totally think it should be Hidden Moon Dojo. I still think that Hidden Do- Moon Dojo is about the most underrated card in all of Celestial Edition. Not even about the most. It's the most underrated card. What else card. would you even play? So, there have been people who talk about playing Fortress of Black and Sight, yeah. which, it, well, if you have weapons in, you can still bow weapons. If you're doing a uh, weapon build, or you can just bow your, bow your Nishu, bow your. If you're playing with a little one gold, you can just bow them to bow any of their yeah, guys. But even with a few weenie guys in, bow your guy to bow their guy isn't really, That's never really good. a good ability. I, it, there, there are times you can be okay, but and you don't care about rearranging the top of your fate deck because you don't have anything that you know, yeah, it's like everything yeah. that does anything. I mean, every range by one or my other one. Yeah, well, you might get to, uh, if you're going to draw a card in the middle of the battle or if you're going to travel oh. and peddler, you might get the card you want right now, maybe if it was two downs. It's not that it, it doesn't do nothing, but Hidden Moon Dojo is still really. Well, Ninja Sneak. A you, long you can run. Draw oh, it. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. So, Ninja Sneak is a ridiculous More than story. I thought, but. Uh, or you could deny the people from ever hitting the board. Yeah. I just, I, I I go back to this. I know we said this a long times. I don't know how many times you I've, I've seen people playing ninja or playing against ninja or you know when I'm playing with ninja and your opponent after you use hidden moon dojo to turn after turn take yeah. out their best personality. I would have won about, if I got people. Yeah, about yeah. how unlucky they were that yeah. they just keep getting these flips of, of dynasty. I mean, I 
I've, you know, played against Ninja where you have a turn where, you know, I've got three, I've got, you know, three provinces maybe. They attack, they take one that has a guy. And that's game. I, I know? flip up my two, they, Bayushi's guidance the other one. Yep. I cry. <laughs> and yeah, by holding for the turn. There's so many times when it, you're down to four or three provinces and you take the one guy and you just flip the other guy from Silver's Gold and he's like, that's pretty much game. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, if your opponent has four, they're probably not, you're probably not going to be able to deny them all their guys, but you can try to deny them their best guy. And even if, if your opponent has two holdings and it has two personalities and two non-personalities, holdings or events or whatever in their deck, you can take one out and now their turn is instead of them buying two guys, they're buying two guys and they're stuck buying the holdings. I mean, you basically just kill the personality that you otherwise would have had to have dealt with. And then you can leave people that can't buy yet for honor requirements or they don't have the money quite yet. The, the deck is really, really annoying if you have a smart player behind it. Yeah, I mean, and, and yes, you have to take a province for its ability to kick in. But its ability is... It's a military deck. You're a military you're deck, you have to take provinces. Yeah, yeah, you, I don't know. So I, I, I still think, yeah, it should definitely be Hidden Moon Dojo. Okay, so we've got Hidden Moon Dojo... Five events and regions, a set of 20 ninja, 15 generic kind of holdings that you can tweak to, to suit your metagame. Now we got to look over at Red the cards. fate sides. Red cards, like I said earlier, I think I, I like the follower build. Now, we were talking a little bit about the Shugenja <coughs> build, so, I mean, let's just kind of get that out of the way. If you're playing Shugenja, I mean, you're... We're talking control. You're touch of deathing, I imagine. I'm not. I'm consumed by five. Consumed by five. I play touch well, of death. That's not control. Yeah, it it's is. Just killing people in battles. No, that that the version plays more sneak attacks. I was playing. I was playing more sneak attacks. I was playing at least four or five. And it's different red cards. It's selective control. They can assign one or two people, and you're going to kill them as your first action every time. I was playing touch of death, though. Sorry, my control is always aggressive control. <laughs> That's yeah. just a good battle action. Yeah, it's not yeah. control. K- killing people in battle is not control. It's no, no, I, I, you people. choose who is not. Yeah, it's, I might post it one day. I'm very lazy. So I guess let, let's start there. I mean, you're playing three copies of Ninja Sneak Attack if you're playing with ninjas. Yeah. Yes. Or your brain fell out or something. You could do two and one if you're feeling saucy. No. <laughs> so I think sort of a first question that you ask with the Ninja deck is, do I only play, do I, yeah, do I, 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 play, only play I play with three, three super three sneak one. attacks? Do I play with additional normal sneak attacks? Yeah. And I, I think you do. I don't know if you play with a full set of six. No. Never, but I think no. you go up to, to four or maybe five. But I think, I think it's soup to taste, but sneak attack is a really good effect. It's a deck that wants to be unopposed as often as it can, but you really, really want to get that sneak attack. Sometimes really you want to be opposed, though, and then just use your uh, hasty exits and take more problems. And then hasty exit and make shuffle cry. around, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had... I think I've had people sneak attack Black Hearts Rampolite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, Ninja, ninja yeah, Sneak. Yeah. yeah, so Ninja Sneak, get your personality, draw a card, Black Hearts Red Blades. Uh, draw no more cards. Uh, does that actually work? I see you looking at your <laughs> your little list that I might be I, I was going to pull up the sound that uh, Dr. Zoidberg makes, because... Whatever the... <laughs> Whatever ninjas run away. <laughs> that's what I hear in my head. That's that's the noise you make when you're assigning to provinces too. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we have cards. two or three guys, and Trevor goes. <laughs> okay, so let's say we have we have four to five sneak attack, and then, like I said, when I if I'm starting this deck, I, I go to L5R search. I search up ninja. So, and I, I mean the ninja cards. There's there's 
just a lot of really good ninja-specific cards. Blackheart, Red Blades. <laughs> there's there's Dr. Dr. Zoidberg, the, the mighty Dr. Z. Uh, well, I, I, I like Futurama. I wasn't expecting it to come up. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, and this is and this is the, this is the second, comes up. This is the second Futurama. What did we do last time? Oh, the the, the Bendu. Yes, yeah, the yeah. Bendu. The end of the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. team interview. Yes, my uh, my sad, sad, pathetic attempts at the end of each episode to say right. some clever, funny, geek-related thing. They're getting better if, if it helps. Okay. <laughs> well, it's easy to get better. You're moving up towards yeah. Futurama, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, come on, I had Cowboy Bebop in there. That's that's the. And someone on the forum said they liked it. So that's one of you. Yeah. And I like it. I got the reference. <laughs> we got it. But, uh, yeah, you, you got it. You thought it was stupid, but you got it. I like Bebop. Oh, I thought it was yeah. better than... I think you're going uphill. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Bebop was uphill from what was down below. It might be a very long hill to get up, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to get up the hill, but... Reach for the golden ring. You can do it. Brass ring. Brass ring? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. The, the saying is, in fact, the brass ring. I, I, okay, so I like Blackheart, Red Blades. Yeah. E- eject buttons are always useful, yeah, especially yeah. once they draw you cards and discard people yeah. provinces. Ones uh, that do the dirty work for you even as you're escaping. Yeah, I, I like that. I, that. You have to have two ninjas. I still think that's worth it as a three of. I know, Trevor, you like two of more than I do. I play two of. I play whatever I find in my deck boxes. <laughs> I have boxes I take with me to tournaments to build decks. Sometimes I have two of, sometimes I have one of. It, it works. Yeah. Okay, Dramatic Assassination. I hear yes. that's good with Free Ninja. Yeah, the card's amazing. <laughs> hasty Exit. I still like Hasty Exit. I don't like three of. Don't like three I of? Don't. I don't know if I play three of either, but I like Hasty Exit. Okay, let's call Hasty Exit a two of. Shadow Plays is ridiculous. I'm putting it in my deck. I don't... I'm yes. Need Ditto Silent Rot. What? Why would you play a kill action in a <laughs> deck that kills through everything? It seems like a bad decision, Chris. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bad player. I, I like to kill can, my opponent's personality. That's one you can sneak. Ugh. So... Well, let's see. Uh, smoke Cover... I don't. I've seen some people say, "Oh, I don't like that too much." They get the card back eventually. I like it. Too bad I just won the entire decisive battle based on yeah. that one card. I, I. Yeah. So I think smoke cover more is so than any other of... deck. It's just there's the one battle that usually decides it, and it's it's more making your opponent's cards worthless. Well, sorry, try again later. You're making all the cards they draw yeah, points. Smoke, okay. smoke cloud is amazing. Let's skip to the one that I also. I think we're done. Gonna... Walk in shadows. Yes, unopposed movement. We're playing with all those. Yeah. Unopposed okay. movement yes. is good. Well, now another now another one that I I think these are more up in the air whether or not you put them in the deck or maybe these are these are more control cards. Unexplained illness and silent struggle. Silent struggles. I, I would play. Yeah, because yeah. you don't. Yeah. Okay. So we like. So that's actual super control. Ambush. That's real control there. No, it's not. It's got bad ability on it too. Which one? Not silent struggle. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Unexplained illness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, unexplained illness is silent struggles to get rid of all those wonderful courtiers and things at home that like to make your life a living hell. Or or that random bowed guy. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Or just some super ambush. Now, but is is super is, is super ninja ambush a three of? It is a two of because you will dishonor yourself out in this day. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like minus five. Killers are, are minus twelve right there. You start at one. You're not getting anyone for full ever. Okay, yeah. and, and I guess we're putting zero. even we're putting, if you did game one. And we're putting unexplained illness on the shelf for now because you guys don't seem excited about that. I, I don't play in that deck because when I, I'm playing a military clan that goes second and doesn't have an innate tempo advantage, I like to play either uh, two or three of uh, reinforced the gates or outer walls to buy you extra time. Yeah, your tempo advantage is kill their people in their provinces. Yeah, yeah so yeah. as long as you build up and prevent them from stealing all your provinces first, you'll, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, if you if you actually get to take the first province yeah, it's, with ninja, that's really good. Yeah, uh, especially with people, have, I think they've stopped playing determined force. As much as they have during Cote season, uh, yeah, that may come back, but uh, yeah, it may. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Determined Force was all over the place in Cote season because people worried about Last Step Castle. I think people kind of stopped worrying about Last Step Castle, and so I, I think it largely left decks. But there were so many Last Step Castle decks at Gen Con. Yep, I, that seems like Determined Force. Just to completely tangent this, while you guys went through all this stuff last episode about what people's picks were and whatnot, I think you, you failed to mention that Jay had totally nailed it with Last Step Castle when we did our... Admitting you're wrong is something we don't do here. Our, our <laughs> like, well, I think, well, I know no. that... Well, I, I don't remember exactly what your opinion I know my opinion is. Well, I think Last Step Castle is too is still good, but people will still be playing the meta at Gen Con, and so they won't really play Last Step Castle much, but later on it'll kick in, and Jay was like, no, no, no it's going to do well at, at Gen Con, and man, did it. It, it goes back to me He's thinking, right. with Dexter Auto Losses, I don't like to play, and it has an auto loss. Dragonguard City destroys that deck. That's not it's fair. That, it's true. So? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, na- Naval is so good against defensive decks. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. You only have three reinforce at most. And <laughs> it, yeah, when reinforce is hard to use, because the other ability is a lousy meta effect <laughs> yeah. against cavalry, I'm uh, like, how, how many how many times do you think I can say that to ask Reese to print another better reinforced to stop all the sneak attacking? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but back on the ninja deck, I guess we'll put unexplained illness on the shelf now. But I do think that it's it's something worth looking. I mean, most of the time to open battle somebody, you have to it costs you something. It's, yeah. You know, I buy oh, yeah. my guy, you buy your guy. Unexplained illness is just sit down. It is a good card. That's a it needs a poison token, right? Yes. yes. It's, not, it's not free. Yeah, it, 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 it has a condition. Yeah. What else is there? Nightshade Touch is out there for Ninja. I don't think that makes it into a deck. No. I don't think it makes it. Uh, still, not, It's not a terrible card. It's not terrible. Yeah. It hands up poison cut. tokens. You have a lot of stuff that's much better against people yeah, with there's, poison there's tokens. Much but I'd, I'd much rather hand out poison tokens with Kirei. And yeah, so there's the uh, new Ninja card to give somebody minus force and you a force bonus. Oh, yeah. Why, why people... You think zeroes them out, you get a force yeah, bonus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's minus four force. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I didn't like that when it was a magistrate card. These are ninjas. <laughs> people complain about, you know, they don't have enough force, they don't have enough battle actions. This is both. It doesn't kill anybody. It does something. I guess I just feel like there's better... I'd rather... Yeah, there's, there's gotta be some kill actions. possible options. Okay. Yeah, the kill option is hit the people with the field. Yeah. yeah. We're counting cards right now. Yes. 
Yeah. Let's see. So we're up to 26 actions. Let's take a a little hop over to attachments. I like followers. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you've got four different followers to choose from, and do you play with all ten followers? No. Uh, ten I mean, might be a little high for this deck. The unique one actually seems like it might be the first, the first to go. Because yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. its ability is entirely... I think it's entirely conditional. Yes. Yeah, like yep. no poison tokens, it does nothing, but Apprentice Shinobi is amazing. Is amazing. Yes. Flawless Assassin is amazing. <laughs> yes. I think you got to play with, with those, three those of those. And the so, new guy, uh, so the new guy, Night Watchers, react, attach, hopefully can. negate an action. You negate a lot of actions. Negate. Yeah. Negate Valk, target card that attachments, negate settling the homeless, negate the range attack. It's it's all around good. So if we, we put in three of those, that gives us nine followers. Two of them cost four, but luckily our box doesn't care. We've already used its ability. Mm -hmm. We've already used it. So we've got 26 ninja-focused actions. We've got nine, well, including one extra sneak attack. We've got nine followers. So now we're at 35. So now we've got to to round it out. And this is where I think we'd start looking at what... I mean, are we bringing in generic military cars? I meta, a thriving light. Thriving light's good. Uh, Yes, it is. So Thriving Light. Now, I know you like, you mentioned Determined Force a second ago. Other people playing Determined Force, but I know... They just need Determined Force. You've got four slots left here. We do, play, do you play something defensive, like Outer Walls? Do you play Determined Force to protect your offense more? In a deck like this, uh, Determined Force is better, I think. Two of? Uh, two, or, two of in this. I play three in mine. Okay. Because you will be unopposed more times than not. And that puts you at 38, which is... Ring of Void, Ring of Water. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ring, ring of... Do you, is there a military deck that you don't put Ring of Water in? Uh, does Lion play it? Well, they used to play it all the time because it triggered Central Castle. Yeah. But I still think... You, I mean, they have enough battle actions, I think they'd... Like, but in any case, yeah, this yeah. deck wants Ring of Water. Yeah. And... Yeah, Ring of the Void is good of random anyway. You'll probably... You can, somebody's you can building this... Some, some, somebody, somebody's... Well, somebody's... Uh, if somebody doesn't like Ring of the Void, they can replace them with any random. I mean, there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of... Determined Force is the close... I mean, well, let's say Thriving Light is meta, but it's meta for, like, everything. Yeah, it does that. Uh, yeah. So Determined Force is the only sort of meta thing. But there's, I think there's room to play with around in some of the, the edges here. If you, you, I mean, I know some people don't really like Silent Struggle as much if you're super scared about Dishonor. This is actually a deck where the, uh, the range of 200 Determined Force can kill people with all the poison tokens. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. I'll do it again. Uh, okay, that's our ninja deck. A ninja deck. Well, <laughs> well, we we did just put together a ninja deck, so I guess it's ours. You're like, I don't want to take ownership of this pile of, of <laughs> this junk that we doing. just put together. I'll post one when I get it back from a friend, and I doctor it up with the new set. Yeah, I didn't was... do my homework this week. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't think any of us did our our. A lot of our homework on on this week, but I have an excuse. Well, Dragon Con. No excuse. Was that? Well, were you, oh, you were there just yesterday. That's right. I didn't say I was there. I said an excuse. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. See, see, Dragon Con would normally be an excuse. That's right. We are somehow in the city of Atlanta, but not at Dragon Con, which is a very weird freak show. Sense it. Well, no. it's weird to not yeah. be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's where the rest of us are. Yeah, yeah. We weren't here. Those smart people. Uh, yeah. I actually. Well, was, John's not there. John's. It was great. I did my. I was out at a little ten year reunion for my, for the high school I went to yesterday, and 
two people who came to the reunion actually walked over from Dragon Con still in Avatar costumes wow. at this high school reunion. That's not right. It was it, it was strange. I was walking through and everyone's dressed up nice. I'm like, there's an Aang in our high school reunion. That's very strange. I've still not seen that movie. I avoid that. No, I haven't seen the movie either. I, I think I watched half of the first episode because... Netflix. Oh, that all avatars look like. I don't see the show. Oh, 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 no. Which avatar are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the big movie that. (laughs) I see neither, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. The cartoon series in one, you know. Oh, yeah. The cartoon. Okay. Oh, okay. Really bad movie. But, uh. Indonesian seat. Okay, okay. And we're now talking about nothing, and we've already made people listen to us for like 40 minutes talking about our ninja deck. We'll post the deck list up. You can come tell us why it's terrible, because it probably is, because we just. Made it. I'll post it. That is terrible. But uh, eh, well, we so uh, let's see. There's 81 cards in the deck. So what do we say? 81 chances for us to be wrong. Except really, no, because we're right about Hidden Moon. Yeah. We're right about Hidden Moon Dojo. We have I know we're chances. right about that. This is the Strange Assembly News Desk for September 5th, 2010. In recent tournament results, Edwin Penafuerte won the Turquoise Championships with Lion and donated points to the Crane. At the honor event at that tournament, Daryl Cian won with the Crane and donated his points to the Empire. There have been two recent fictions, Scenes from the Empire 11 by Sean Carmen and Nancy Sauer, published August 29th, 2010. In the first scene, Mia Schoen, the Imperial Herald, presents to the Divine Empress a report on the damage caused by the God Beast. Destroyers have taken advantage and taken southern Scorpion lands. Ryoko Awari was heavily damaged. Approximately 4,000 samurai died fighting the God Beast, about half of them in the final battle. It was noted by the Mia that losses from this war, combined with the wars over the prior generation, were in danger of leaving Rokugan largely populated by widows, without even that many orphans to accompany them. Utaku Yupan was revealed to have lost an arm in the battle and a Kodo Shigatoshi an eye. Other noteworthy dead included Kitsuki Hakihime, Yoritomo Iatsuna, and Bayushi Utomoro. Iweko then had shown read aloud the name of every one of the 4,000 samurai who had died fighting the god beast. In the second scene, Bayushi Kire hunted Paneki's disgrace. The ninja acrobat found the singular zombie, but was forced to flee with his mission unaccomplished. In a flashback, Isawa Nakajima, joined by his bodyguard Shiba Nobuyuki, used his mighty Isawa power to peel the walls of Ryoko Awari back to permit more refugees to flee from the oncoming god beast. In the second fiction, The Ruined Kingdom Part 1, written by Sean Carmen and published on September 3, 2010, the Mantis fleet sent to investigate Kalima's origins in the Ivory Kingdom reaches its destination. Land was spotted by Yoritomo Buntaro, and Commander Moshi Kalani ordered that landfall be made. The Bat Clan champion, Komori, spotted someone watching them, and Kalani, Komori, and Saruchi Gideo pursued him, with Yoritomo Chiako left in charge of the remainder of the force. Gedeo wished to bring Suruchi Shisuken with the hunting party, but Kalani denied the request because something was off about the man. After some tracking, the small Gaijin child who was the watcher 
spoke with the mantis, claiming to be the son of Yoritomo Aramasu. After some discussion, the mantis chose to use the boy as a guide for the time being. The young gaijin then led the mantis ships to a hidden atoll that contained something he claimed had been left for them by Aramasu himself. When the mantis looked, they saw a lake containing something described only as the fourth storm, consisting of something larger than Kotetsuken, possibly ships, possibly something else. That's it for the Strange Assembly News Desk for this week. Now we're going to play a little game that I like to call Odds Makers. And when I say that I like to call it Odds Makers, I mean, pardon the interruption, likes to call it Odds Makers, and I stole it from them. So, Sounds uh, good to me. start with you, Trevor. Good, what are the chances, this is your percent, you have to give a percentage chance that something's happening. What is the chance that the Empire stays in failure in glory? 100%. <laughs> uh, 100%. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it half of myself, damn it. 100%. <laughs> Justin? Yeah, pretty high, at least 90%. Because I believe him when he says he'll do it. Okay, I think people are going to get more panicky as it gets near the end. Zombie I'm panicky? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I thought of it. Yeah. I thought when Somebody I said that, to. but then I'm I didn't ashamed say that I did it. You should, you should be. You should be. Uh, I, I, it went up, the percentage, the Empire's percentage went up more after Gen Con than I thought it had. It's not that far away now. I think that people who are story-driven in a helping-the-Empire sort of way will get more worried about it, and there will be more donations to the Empire. So I think that there... I'll say that there is a 33%, one in three chance that it stays in failure. No. Uh, well, it, okay. Chances that the Crane are still the worst-performing clan after Empire at War comes out. You're kidding me, right? Didn't we just have this post on our forums? Crane are amazing. They get nice toys. Oh, percent. I don't have a TV. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> Zero percent. You're okay. Yeah. Knock it out. You're, you're a man of extremes. Yeah. Justin. Uh, everyone's so close to each other right now, so I think it's pretty low, too. Maybe, let's say, 10. 10%. You're, you're very firm that Crane is not going to be the lowest performing client. Who do you think is? Lion. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, lion, whatever. I don't know. I think Crane are still too down, and I think a clan being really down on its on its decks does impact their performance by driving people away from playing that clan. I'll say twenty five percent, which We're apparently is high. Yeah, that's in this, high uh, in this environment. Okay, chances that Jigoku overtakes the Empire uh, in donations from the spider Zero percent. Next. Zero. Yeah, I'd say zero as well. Okay, Sean, now now on the forum, several times when people have said, have said yeah, there's just no chance that Jigoku is going to pass, you've said, oh, you're not so sure. Tell us why we're wrong. I don't know if you listen to this, Sean, but I know other people on the story team, too. Why are we wrong? Why... Does Jigoku have a chance? They're down three to one. They're back fifty points. How on earth are they going to to catch up? They could win Gen Con three more times and they'd still be behind. Bribery. I know how. Yeah, monetary bribes. Straight cash. Straight cash. <laughs> I, a be- better promo card than Daigatsu. No, we're talking monetary. <laughs> the promo card with Benjamin Franklin on it. <laughs> okay. 
Chances that a card has to be banned before the end of Celestial Edition. What? Zero percent. Next. <laughs> no. None. None. Uh, maybe a five percent chance they decide they're annoyed by Crab Champion stomping on people. Uh, that was the next thing. You know, how many coins will I rip up? Uh, probably about a hundred every. Right. I, I defaced some coins last night. <laughs> I'll say five percent because. It's pretty fine. We've done a ton of errata, but no bannings. Well, I I think they don't like bannings. I don't think it will be Kuon, no matter how... No, I don't I don't think Kuon will be banned, no matter how... Even if he turns out to be some huge problem going on, I don't think he'll be banned because he's the only clan champion. Chagatai was more easily bannable because they there were two him. of him. Yeah. And so you were just taking one of them You weren't saying, oh, you get no clan champion, unicorn clan. But... I don't want. I guess I don't want to completely eliminate the possibility. I think it's unlikely. I'll say three percent. Three percent. We're going to limb there. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, I say we need more disagreement, but I guess we had some disagreement. I think that the empire is going to end up in costly victory. Well, here's another category chance. What are the chances that anyone, the clan or the empire, ends up in solid victory in something? Right now, zero percent. <laughs> There's a trend here. I, I, I call it like it. it is. Well, you can tell it's going to happen. Well, Dragon are already in. Dragon are in solid victory. The Empire is extremely close to being in solid victory and honor. I, I mean, happen. You don't think the crane and the spider donations are? Spider have been donating themselves recently. They have. I was a little surprised yeah. by that. Multiple things off the. I, I guess partially it's that whole. There's really no chance of Jigoku catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Justin? I say about 25%. And more likely that it's the Empire sticking around. Because they just seem to get a lot of donations. I think there's two chances. And I'm going to go with 50-50 that either Dragon stays in solid victory or the Empire gets up in in the honor. I think one of those has a, has a, is a good chance that one of those is going to happen. I'll go 50-50. Okay, last one. Chances that the Empire defeating Kalima, if it defeats Kalima, or otherwise fending her off, does not involve Daigatsu or the Spider white knighting in with some secret to... 100%. <laughs> because Kalima's not going to be defeated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Kalima will be defeated, but yeah, I give the odds that Spider doesn't white knight in somehow about, let's say, 20%. It's probably going to happen. They're not going to do what people expect. It's too easy. They they did well, it like ten or twelve times over the course expect, of Kote yeah. season. You can just you know go blind to some things. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm slightly more optimistic than Justin. I give it a forty percent chance that it does not involve some random spider spider mumbo oh, jumbo. Never mind. Third time with the weather. Forty <laughs> percent chance of. I don't know what you've been doing here. No. Well, I think we're probably. Was a failing at being funny. I hear we we do that failing at being funny. Okay, odds makers is over. A few episodes ago on Strange Assembly, we announced the upcoming War of Honor game. This is a multiplayer. L5R product that, that gives you another way to play not only multiplayer, but play with old cards. And 
we had the chance while we were at Gen Con, and I guess we as Trevor and I had the chance while we were at Gen Con to actually play War of Honor with Brian Reese and with Joe Frazier and Joe Bartlett from L5 Archives. The Joes. The Joes, yes. We didn't talk about it during our Gen Con episode because we didn't realize we were allowed to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. But apparently we are allowed to talk about it, and so we're going to talk about it now, and uh, I think we have a lot of information for you. But first, the the basics of the game is that... The tile setup. Yeah, it's where you've got tiles and you've got changes to how you win. Yes. The tile setup is that each player starts with six hex tiles, three two of that are blank, three that are specific strongholds for your clan. Yeah, there are three of them. Yeah. And, and abilities. You, yeah, you, you take turns setting those up, and they influence who can ally, and they give you some additional abilities. And we'll get back to some of the more specifics about that, because I think once you know that you've got those tiles, I think the next most important framework thing is is how the victory conditions change. Basically, you have four paths to victory, honor, dishonor, military, enlightenment. and enlightenment, and there are five steps on each path to victory, and you can never advance more, more than, than one, one yeah. step. There's, there's no instant win in one turn. Yeah, it's impossible. I mean, the fastest yeah. you could win would be if you managed to advance your path to victory on other players' turns. You advance the military path to victory by taking a province, uh, which can include taking a province as an ally. Yes. You advance the honor or dishonor path to victory by gaining, gaining eight honor in a turn. Losing eight. Or making M- other causing people... A loss of eight. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be the same person taking eight, but just, yeah, anybody. This guy too, that guy too, the other guy too. That would add up to eight. And the enlightenment condition you advance by putting a ring into play. So you can't even instant win through enlightenment by just dropping everything. Oh, yeah, well, five. Yeah. Well, in fact, if you drop more than one yeah. ring at once, you're in trouble because now you're going to have to pick it back up before you can advance your win condition again. It's the dark rings. Oh, they don't count towards enlightenment, do they? I don't know how the dark rings interact with this. I, I actually, I don't, I don't know yeah. if things just slip through your mind and then you, oh, how does this work? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, because I presumably the ring—I mean, the ring of the phoenix—probably still works. So maybe the dark rings work. Maybe you can have eleven rings in your deck and <laughs> wisdom gained. <laughs> Search your whole deck. <laughs> Search your whole deck. Put put what of put a what of a quarter of your deck in your hand. Oh yes, and each time you advance a step on one of the paths to victory, you get something. You might draw a card. You might get to Bonus straight abilities, units. Yeah. Something like that. Each each path of victory has its own little checklist. That, but you know, you get something uh, like that uh, on the the tiles. Like uh, Trevor was saying, each one of your stronghold tiles gives you a certain ability. Also. Has an ability. I think one's a. I think for most of them, one was a limited, one was an open, one was a battle. That sounds right. Yeah, and you can use those abilities. You know, whenever you could normally play that that kind of action. Oh, uh, we should only point out, uh, your strongholds are all clan-specific, too. Yeah, There's not yeah. a generic stronghold every player, so you play your clan, you put your clan's tiles down. Yeah, so if you have, yeah, so if you're a Crane clan, like in the game that we played at Gen Con, I was playing Crane. The Crane tiles are built for a Dishonor, Honor, Switch deck, or I guess you could be just Dishonor or just Honor, but you definitely need to deal, you're, you're dealing with Dishonor. Which is funny with the military Crane deck that you had. 
Yeah, yeah, that is that is one thing. Okay, unless they come out with different sets of tiles in a later, but yeah, the base war of honor, you are playing a certain kind of deck for for your clan. I mean, if you want to play crane military, it's you, you get very little out of those tiles, relatively speaking. But you can advance more. But you can also advance uh, more than one win condition at the same time, the same turn. You can take a province and gain the honor at the same turn. Yeah, you theoretically can. During the game, it was relatively easy to randomly get in on advancing the military division. Actually, for a large part of the game, I, the train deck, had the, the most advancement along the military because I had I had come in and allied with people. Yeah, for example, the, the crane tiles were limited if you control a personality, take the favor. Limited if you control a personality, a player gains or loses two honor. Now remember... Open. Open. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, open. That was the open. Yeah. It was a player. If you you have to control a personality to play it, I think. But it's just a play. Any player of your choice gains or loses two honor. Now, remember, going to negative twenty, yeah, you don't 40. lose. Going over forty, you don't win. So if I use that on myself every turn, that doesn't inherently do anything, but it gives you a little bit of a start towards that eight honor gain you need in one turn to advance your win condition, or the eight honor loss you need to cause to advance your win condition. Uh, go back to Retangible Quick. Uh, Darklings don't count towards Enlightenment on their text, so. Yeah, I don't know, but that, yeah. what, what is that? Yeah, what yeah. is that? But yes, you have to start a dark path, and then they, and then you can still win an Enlightenment victory-ish <laughs> with the Dark Rings. But it's not the same thing. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't know if they count or not. I don't, I don't even remember what the Dark Rings, I don't know how easy or hard they are to get in the play. We should also point out, this is, you know, a month removed from when we played, and we started playing after midnight. It, the game took. It, it is still a multiplayer game. Someone named Joe at the table played well, a little oddly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone named Joe. I don't know who may have played a little oddly. So the game we played was a little strange. We got to see a lot of the game that way, though. But yes, we we played for three hours. How many armies were wiped? And How nobody, many times? Yeah, there were there was a lot of people dying. There was a lot of. Promises being taken, there was... Three hours shouldn't be normal, right? No, no, no. No, no. This I, is the first game we ever played, of it, and it well, was very late. Yeah, we didn't know what was... Yeah, it was the first game we were playing, so we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't have decks that were really designed to be used with it. Like, I know... <laughs> like, well, with the Crane deck, I'm like, I this deck is not designed to assemble eight honor no. gain in one turn most of the time, unless I, like, hit multiple impromptus. It, I, I guess it it is multiplayer... If somebody wants to mess up a multiplayer game, they do have the ability to do that. I think Reese felt it was, I, I think Reese described it as the worst game of War of Honor he had <laughs> ever played, and I played a lot of them. <laughs> it, it was late. Yeah, it was late. Everybody was tired. This was after the clan dinners. Yeah. I, I think we were all about to fall over. But to round out the cranes, to give you one example, what the, the cranes' battle ability was like battle, dishonor a guy, send him home. Something similar to that. Something like that. So, I mean, that's you're definitely playing a certain theme, but the the change to the win conditions really changed how the game got played. Allying is you you definitely you're not going to have any trouble getting allies as the attacker. <laughs> it is never a problem. The yeah, the defender might be a little more uh, in trouble, and of course, but you as an ally also have to be careful about asking for allies because then you're advancing their win condition. And I get the associated. Uh, and they get some yeah, benefit. You can let them draw cards. And I think the the card draw, when you draw a card as part of advancing along a path to victory, the something else kicks in where your hand you don't have to your hand size goes some, up. Some some clans or some conditions of hand size increases, some have other 
benefits. Yeah, and well, it's so you don't have to just immediately things. discard yeah, whatever because yeah. you don't check until the end of the turn whether or not you advanced your path to victory, and so it's not. I mean, yeah. So you have like I have eight cards in my hand. I advance my path to victory. I get to draw a card. Oh, I just have to discard. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think there's a built-in thing with that where you didn't have to to turn around and and discard, but. See, what does the board do other than give you abilities? Who you can ally with. Like we said, you have three strongholds uh, and then two blank tiles that you place when you're kind of arraying them around this central imperial city tile that, that just forms the starting point of the board. And when you are declaring an attack on someone, you declare which of your strongholds you're attacking from. And which and you attacking declare, to. Yeah, which of their strongholds you're attacking to. You can only invite allies from people who have strongholds who are adjacent to your starting point. The defender can only invite allies from people who's uh, adjacent to who are adjacent to theirs. And if you're attacking somebody's stronghold, and if you're the attacking stronghold and defending stronghold are adjacent, you get an automatic spearhead. So uh, at least when we played. I really liked having lots of people next to my stronghold because the ability to invite allies yeah, yeah. seems better than the worry that you'd make it slightly easier to attack you from somebody having a spearhead, at least in that game. It was also the first game we ever played, so the tile placement wasn't optimal, too, so we could have changed things. Yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, but if you... The strongholds, then, no, you can lose them. If you... If somebody attacks you and they choose whatever stronghold they're attacking, if they take one of your provinces... Your stronghold gets flipped face down, and it's gone until you manage to flip it back up. And unless they, until they print a card that says flip your stronghold <laughs> yeah. face up, you you would you do that through some of the advancing a path to victory. Let you flip strongholds up and let you trade piles. Uh, you know, so it's not just all draw a card, straighten the unit. There's stuff, some stuff that's specific to to War of Honor. Let's see. Was there anything else you remember generically about? Oh. Banned cards. Yeah, the victory conditions. The cards that limit victory conditions are banned in the format, like uh, Time of War, because you never gain more than five honor. That's yeah. that's out. Darling of the season, because nobody yeah. can ever lose. Well, well, Darling of the season. I think was that. I think that was banned. Although I'm not sure. This it sounds like it would be. Yeah, although you can cause the honor loss to multiple people, so it's less of an issue. Unlike in Time of War, where you just never are able to get. Yeah. I think the other specific one Brian mentioned was proper deference, because somebody else yeah. gains 8 honor, yeah. you proper deference them, you just made them lose eight, 8 or more honor, so you've just advanced uh, a win condition yeah. a little too easily. I I imagine there will be other things. I mean, it's it's supposed to be playable with everything, open legal, so there have got to be a variety of... I'm sure there's a couple of events that'll randomly get kicked. Yeah, yeah, because they just entirely shut someone down. Luckily, you don't have to kick the Things like Kyoso no Oni that just eat rings, because all that matters is you put <laughs> the ring play, into play, yeah. uh, <laughs> or else that could could cause some issues. But yeah, uh, so that's that's what I remember for general plating. Is I guess we'll go to before we go on to talk about what some of the clan specific things were. Justin, you weren't there. Is there any maybe if we're, if we're forgetting yeah, something? Is there, do you have any questions about how the game works? As somebody so, who wasn't there, so. When you're attacking provinces, you or um, little tiles, the hexes, you flip them over after you take them. Yes. And 
can you actually be eliminated from the game like that? I mean, do you, if, like, all your stuff is just flipped over, you lose your abilities on them, right? Uh, I do not think... Do you lose if you lose all three of your strongholds? Not strongholds, all your tiles, I think. Well, if all your tiles get flipped over, if your three strongholds get flipped over, did you lose? I don't remember. It's been a while. I... I don't remember specifically anybody it, it saying that, that game. but that would kind of make sense. How yeah. would you declare an attack? Because when you declare an attack, you I don't know. Okay, there we go. I don't. You do lose if you lose all your provinces. Way to break so. the system. Uh, <laughs> breaking the down. game wasn't yeah. even there. <laughs> we yeah, they, I, presumably they know whether or not you lose. I'm sure you it's in the rule All your strongholds, yeah. and I guess it's also worth saying that I mean the game. I mean we're still talking about something that's coming out. Next in year, three or four months. I thought it was no. It's, it's ne- oh well, sometime early next year. I don't. What is it? It's September now. So yeah, yeah I guess at three least four, four months, months away. Could be, yeah. Four, four, four plus months. Well, and this is, and I mean, they're definitely making a big deal out of out of War of Honor. I mean, Todd. I mean, Todd said on the forums the other day there will be War of Honor tournaments, storyline yeah. tournaments at at Gen Con next year. Do you think there's actually going to be open legal? Like storyline stuff, then? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, I think open might be too far. Open legal well, storyline. The, the big problem, I think, with if you have, if you want to do major storyline stuff with open, I mean, I like, I liked having legacy, and I, it would be, I, I wouldn't, I would like to see either legacy or maybe extended or something come back as something that gets a storyline tournament at, Gen- at the big yeah. events where you're actually assembling enough players. But if you're doing a bunch of major stuff as War of Honor, you probably have to keep it with samurai. What am I saying? Celestial legality, yeah, yeah. because they're just—it's just too hard for too many people to get like the really the cards, old open yeah. cards. I mean, yeah, you, you can have a big advantage, and that it's okay to have some secondary tournaments that are like that. But I don't think you'd want to have a major, major storyline. Well, because they were even talking about the possibility of doing things like. You run a Kote, and the Decided elimination rounds are War of Honor. Oh wow! Like, after, uh, wow. I, huh. I mean, they. I mean, I. I think they're. I don't think you run. I don't know how you'd run an entire Kote. Oh, and actually, they. You could. You the, the way you'd run pods. an entire storyline tournament is the pods, like they did with that in the. It was the Invitational, or was it the the Winner's Choice that they did at the World Cup group style? Sounds like you'd have draft pods, and, but instead of drafting, yeah, you War Honored out. Yeah, yeah, and so that. I mean, it could definitely have some different things. I don't think I'd want to see the, time limit, the normal thing yeah. replaced on that. Well, you uh, the way that would... Yeah, the, the problem the with running advance, that as the yeah. main event of a Kote is, yeah, the winner advances, everybody else is done. If they actually do this as a tournament format, I wonder what they would do for time limits and figuring out who wins when a time limit gets hit or something, because apparently... Everybody loses! Yeah, everyone loses. Because apparently you can make games go on a few hours. Double, triple, quadruple loss. Everyone... Well, I, I think part of the reason that that game went on so long, not only was there a player kind of doing goofy things, which I don't think would happen much after the first round of a tournament, if it would happen it, at it's all. It's because only Brian knew what he was actually doing. But yeah, we also, yeah. we didn't have any idea where, I mean, Brian was playing a Dishonor deck, and we were all terrified of it when it looked like he had the ability to actually, like, he every was the turn. first person who, yeah, yeah, he really got to a place where he could make people lose eight honor every turn. And then, and we got all worried, and then we're like, oh, wait a minute, and then we just all killed him in one turn. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we just attacked him and, and took him out of the game. <laughs> so, cool game players, everyone loves you. I, it, well, and that's, it. it is still multiplayer. It's not, 
completely Kingmaker play based like standard L5Rs, but it is multiplayer. There is still the always still there. And, well, and I think I think Mark said this. There is always an element of multiplayer where you want to not appear to be a threat. You want to put yourself in a position where you can advance your your win and without terrifying second, yeah. without terrifying everybody else. Well, you can't. You can't really just sneak up. I mean, because you have to do it in over the turns. course yeah. of of games. But uh, yeah, over the course of turns, you I don't know. I don't know if there's enough repeat honor loss or repeat honor gain out there to be able to consistently advance those paths of victory on other players' turns if they aren't attacking you. Yeah, I don't think there is. Uh, and you also do check at the end of the turn. So I think that you have the ability if an honor player. Or a dishonor player is close enough. Is close, yeah. and everybody gangs up on them. You can't win while they're attacking. You can knock the dishonor or the honor deck out of the game by destroying all of their provinces in one attack. Then they'll they, they won't be. I I would assume that they aren't around to check. There. I mean, I'm assuming you can't win posthumously. I guess. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming yes. If you take them all out of their province, if you take all their provinces, then they're they're out of it, and and so I don't think that that I mean there's there's there isn't as much king making, but yes, you the other players can have the ability to just militarily look at you and then crush you. the the player the military player who goes next when everybody else is bowed down is probably getting crushed as well. Pretty yeah. yeah. Well, he's going to be pretty happy about it because he's like, ooh, now I can. I can take stuff. So you do still have to be able to defend yourself. That that does matter. But you also, I mean, you you will want to tweak decks for War of Honor. Definitely, can. it's it's different. Yeah, consistent, especially for the Honor decks. You want things that sit on the board and give you the ability to gain, like you know, temp, things like Temple to Shinsei. Yeah, you can build my brain really deck, good. which was designed around proper deference, is why you had trouble crossing. I mean, with an Honor deck. I mean, if you can get two things out that if my father's shrine, if you, well, measure, you get yeah, if you can get two or three points of honor gain consistently on the board, you've got a tile that gains you two honor, and, buy and then you buy somebody for three or four, and you can hit, and and that is, I'm guessing, going to get you killed really quickly once you get that consistent honor gain out on the board, uh, because the let's see, the cranes. Let's see, I, I said we talk about the cranes. The crane deck is. Honor dishonor switch. The we did not see the crab tiles, although presumably there's some sort of military. I, I hope. right, yeah. The dragon tiles were enlightenment. enlightenment uh, is the primary look like? Which yeah, there's rings and stuff. So that the dragon dragon war of honor could take some serious monkeying around with your your deck. Monkeying or uh, monkeying? What did I? Monkey. Well, I said monkeying, but probably monks are monkeying. are helpful in there. But yeah, I mean, if I recall from what the dragon deck tiles were, which like they were the dragon deck tiles were played, but I wasn't playing them, so I don't remember. I mean, there were things that referenced rings oh, on the top. Oh yeah, that's right. There was one that turned any every ring into ring of void. I think power ring drawing card. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds crazy. It's fine in the format. Yeah, I'm sure it's it is, not. Yeah. But yes, yeah, you're certainly you, you need to be playing ring based and ideally enlightenment. You probably want to have a secondary. Condition there because you still have to get all those rings into your hand, but at least you can spread out the 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 time to get it. We did not see the lion deck, so we'd have no idea what the lion. They lose. Did you know that? 
<laughs> if I lose the game. This is this is Trev- Trevor's theme of the day is I hate lion. Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have other themes like I love the nothing. I love I love Shadow and Goju and who doesn't? And apparently Colad, even though they're not at all the same thing. In fact, aren't they? They're enemies. The Colad hate the. And where's the Shadow? No one sees it. Where's my boy dragon? Or shadow dragon? He's sleeping. He's uh, Daigatsu's plaything. Something. I, I Kitty cat. Yes, yes. He's he's Daigatsu's little pet. Kenpeki's running around. <laughs> the shadow dragon. Yes. with the, the shadow dragon pet. There you go. But Mantis, you played the Mantis. You were obviously it was a military deck. It was enlightenment. Yes, yes. Mantis uh, enlightenment. You had. What do my tiles do? Uh, uh, you had something with bowing and open bound attachments? O- open bound attachment, uh, limited, give somebody navel, which is pretty useful, because I had Sayoko out at one point. <laughs> and then she died, what a surprise. And then, <laughs> <laughs> battle, at bow or ready unit, maybe? So they're all pretty good. The tile abilities are really good. Yeah, yeah, for everybody. Uh, there's, there's not a bad tile. Yeah, it, the it line be... one that makes you lose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. What it might be interesting, because you have a tile that jacks attachments. Didn't the Phoenix open tile mess with attachments as well? I think that was Joe messing with attachments. Okay, well, the, the Phoenix was an honor deck. They had battle, send an attacking unit home. That was one of the things that happened with the Phoenix that was messing the game. It, it was be a like, TST honor deck, too. Well, he was playing... No, but the tiles were oh, yeah, an honor yeah, deck. Yeah. He was yeah. playing He was yeah. playing TST, yeah. so it, didn't, yeah. it, it did not jive with the tiles at all. So, I mean, like we said, yeah, you, you, you are going to have to have a War of Honor deck if you're going to be play serious War of Honor, or else, yeah, you could... If you have a Phoenix military deck, your tiles don't help you that much. Or at least they, a Switch deck. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they help you some. I mean, battle, send home an attacking unit is not a terrible ability regardless. I mean, military does does defend from yeah. time to time, but we had, yes, there were shenanigans like, ooh, ooh, invite me as an ally, okay. I mean, as an attacking ally, okay, battle. I send home um, my allies' unit. I don't know the number of times I lost my whole army, and I don't really know what happened. <laughs> we, th- there were a lot of armies getting wiped out. I recall some people working really, really hard to kill Tomago. I think I was below twenty at one point. Oh, I'm sure you were. I, and I was. Someone's over. Yeah, you were. I was just something. Who, who yeah. knows? Because every, every if I didn't have anything else to do, I gained two water every single turn. Which again, it was a five player it, game. It's fine in this format because it, it doesn't matter. You look down your own cat. It's like what. Can you play this with any number of players, then? Not any number. Well, I assume there's up a to nine, or I hope not up to nine. I think if, I, I think well, you at some point in there, you're probably just the game takes too long, if nothing else. Yeah. you're probably. I but think I mean, you'd you know, be sitting you'd probably card shop at five. I mean, people, people will play this game with like twelve people at some point, just like they do with Magic. It's dumb. The games yeah. are awful, but people surely <laughs> will. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I I'm guessing. Let's say six. Beyond six, it probably gets unmanageable. Just knowing yeah. multiplayer games you and need some aspirin or something, and, next and how they they work. I imagine for a tournament format, you're stopping at Pods of four. Four, four, yeah. four seems like where you'd stop. But we, and I think you can't have more than one of the same clan in the pod. We what, just didn't have the tiles. You have to bring your own. Yeah. I think you have to. Bring, yeah. yeah, the War of Honor, as it comes, it only comes with one set of tiles for each clan. So if you have multiple people. Who want to play the same clan? They have to have their own tile. I don't think there was a prohibition on having. It would be a no. no I don't think there was. Yeah, like you just yeah, you just there. have to have your own your own tiles. But yeah, Phoenix was honor. Scorpion was dishonor. We did not see the spider tiles. 
We did not see the unicorn tiles, although presumably those are military. Unicorn beast switch. Yeah, we don't know. No, how I don't. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yes, yeah, yeah. Lion and unicorn. If they decide, maybe yeah. they decided those are one of them's a. Sends them home game to honor. Sure. Something deck, but yeah, what Phoenix had something with attachments. I thought battle sends somebody home, and then they're limited, and then they had one that was just gain two honor. Maybe yeah. their open was gain two honor. But I, I remember at some point thinking, wow, there's multiple clans with tiles that jack around with attachments. That that could have, well <laughs> that could be bad. That, well, that could it, that could affect your willingness to play with expensive attachments yeah, yeah, if you know that every Phoenix player and every Mantis player has a, an ability, an open ability or a limited ability that jacks your big expensive. Well, attachments. once we see all the tiles, we know how to construct decks too. We just again yeah. locked in with our Gen Con decks and <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and I, I hit your, I hit your crane yeah. deck because. Somebody else is already playing Dragon, yeah. and we only had one set of tiles. Uh, okay, let's throw it back to Justin again. Out of all the yammering we just did, did you that leave you with any questions? Uh, and maybe we'll say something other than I don't know, <laughs> but probably not. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty good. Fine, good. I think I'll be totally ready <laughs> for a game that's coming out four months in the future. At least. At least. So, okay, I guess that's what we had of War of Honor. I, I'm still excited to look forward to it, despite the kind of bizarre one it, game it has potential, we got to play. Def- definitely, and I, I want to play it more. Yeah. I want to see so, it, yeah. we can't do anything about that, though. We have to wait. Well, we could, I don't think it's legal. Curses. Oh, we could, we could, maybe we should, from memory, construct our own versions of the tiles and play around. I'm not <laughs> that good with constructing things. I'm better at deconstructing things. Such as empires? <laughs> if it's there, and I'm bored <laughs> enough. I have nothing better to do. Because I shall go there. burn down the empire today. Okay, that's what we have on War of Honor. We hope to bring you more official-sounding things about it later on, and maybe actually remembering what all the tiles do. Who knows? But that probably won't happen. Well, that's it for this episode of Strange Assembly, which must mean it's time for me to ramble on about all the ways you can contact us or or interact with us. So here they are. If you're not downloading this on iTunes, you can download it on iTunes. Just search for Strange Assembly. Or you can come to our website, strangeassembly.com, and go hit the podcast XML link, which will let you subscribe to the podcast. While you're on our website, you can visit our forums. We're all on them. Tell us what you thought about this episode. Tell us what you'd like to see in future episodes. We can view the statistics for how many people download the episode, so we know that there are like hundreds and hundreds of you who listen to our episode but don't come on our forums and tell us about how we're wrong. We're and wrong I know we're wrong. Yeah. So That's what we I'd, do here. You, you just oh, you'd apparently need some, some more motivation. Accuracy uh, is relative. Yeah. But... You can also email us your comments. Each of us has our own Strange Assembly email address. Chris, Justin, Trevor at yeah, it's filtered. I think it goes to my real email. So yeah, but well, we do we do get that looked yeah. at. Or you can send one to the podcast generally at strangeassembly at gmail dot com. Am I forgetting anything? We didn't have any music, so I don't have Am to I yammer on about yes. that. <laughs> many many yeah. things. Okay, but that's it for today. Word to your mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good enough. <laughs> <laughs>